What's up, everybody? We are back. Icebox Pod, episode 29, Icy Ice Cards and 412 Sports Cards. Um, we have a lot of random topics on the agenda today, but uh, first, we'll get into it. Uh, Robbie, what's going on? Uh, not too much. Uh, I'm right before this, I was already, uh, you know, as any good sports fan does investigating uh, I guess investigating hotel rooms for uh, Notre Dame football games next year uh, never too early to start planning your trips around you know the most important things going to the college football games I had to se- secure you know the refundable r- the rooms at my hotel of choice a comfort suites like 20 or 30 minutes away there you can buy the refundable room so you know got one for a potential game that's what I've been up to. It's, okay. you know, oh, oh, never too going, early. You're going to home games then. Oh, I'm because. definitely going to home games. Yeah, I, I might. I also am in the process of securing a hotel for the uh, away game at Ohio State. I want to go to that, and I want to go to at least one home game. Uh, two would be nice, but two would be very nice, but uh, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, that that'll be interesting. You get to go to the dump of Ohio State, and then is Notre <laughs> Dame Stadium pretty nice? It's an old stadium. It's like a, it's like more of a historic yeah. stadium. It's not. It's literally okay. like a bowl. It's like the Rose Bowl. It's just like one of those. Okay. It's it's not That's, like yeah. I don't know if the Big House is that way. It's not one like Ohio State is. I don't know if it's like the bowl or if it's one of those that has the pillars you know that go up to like a a higher level with grandstands like Penn State has like NFL like stadium you know grandstands and stuff like that it's not like that it's like a giant bowl that just you know there's there's no gaps or anything like that okay yeah I I I would really like to go to a um, Notre Dame game or a Michigan away game. I specifically, I want to go to at Penn State. I think that'd be a cool environment. My dad had tickets one time for when I was home from break for a Michigan Penn State game at Penn State at night, and I uh, was busy and declined the offer. I uh, extreme regret. Oh, uh, I, sh- I should have gone. Yeah, that's that's a cool game. That's that's a really cool game. Penn State's out in the middle of nowhere, though. But you don't want to go to you want to go to a Michigan away game? Why why the away? I don't know. Um, it's minimal appeal to me. Unless it's a I, massive opponent. In which case. Yeah. I I just think I well, I, I want to visit other stadiums. So that's probably the biggest reason. And I've been to the big house, I mean, probably at least eight or nine times. So yeah. just to try something new. I guess I don't oh. share the same opinion because I have uh, no desire real. I like, yeah, like it'd be cool to see like the Ohio State Stadium and go to a game there. But uh, I have absolutely no desire to go to any road game over a game at Notre Dame. The only one that would be close would be Pitt at Notre Dame at Pitt, but it's not the same. I don't know. I'm too attached to the physical building. So, uh... <laughs> okay. Yeah, that means. We, we might have to pull that. Would you like, would you even, 
I don't know. I feel like the majority of I think that I think it's an unpopular opinion that you have. I think a lot that you of, don't want to go. Why would I? Why would you want to go to the away game? There's too many opposing fans. You want to be surrounded by your own in your yeah. own territory. I don't know. I there's no need to be going to these other places. You go to the friendly territory. You have a good time. There are good memories. Uh, I don't know. I'm very pro the home game. That's, that's actually really interesting. We might have to pull that. Oh, yeah. Notre Dame Stadium, always. Although I will go to – I do want to go to the Ohio State one. The tickets – we can maybe – maybe the listeners can help me out. Maybe you can help me out. When would you buy – when would you buy tickets for it? Because I don't think that they've sold all the tickets that exist yet. When would – it's first weekend in September, like Memorial Day – or. Labor Day weekend. What day are you shooting for to buy the tickets to get a good deal? I I feel like me personally, I either buy them super early or I wait till like two days before and then yeah, just see that's from somebody who like gets desperate and needs to sell. Uh, see, the planner in me doesn't like that, but here yeah, we are. I, I've actually driven the two hours to Ann Arbor oh. to the big house without tickets. And then I would hate that. I would hate that so up. much. I would hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not like it. I, I would buy tickets normally if I ever went again. I, I did not enjoy that. I'd be stressed out. I'd be sad. I would be so sad if I didn't get them. But yeah, nonetheless lining them up but yeah other random things do you play wordle i play the nba kind of version of that i was i thought i was going to be bringing breaking news to the you and to the listeners <laughs> hurdle yeah that it's i didn't do it today but yeah if you're listening that is so much fun yeah, if you are pretty hardcore into the NBA, like I am not super hardcore, but I know a lot of the players. Like there are, uh, I don't know, there are times when I can't get them. For example, I think it was yesterday. This was like really hard. And I, or no, maybe it wasn't yesterday. I don't know. There was one a couple of days ago that was really hard that I couldn't get. But most of the days I can get them. It's really fun. If you play Pearl, DM us. My friend got me into playing it uh, like past couple days when I was on break. Yeah, it's it's enjoyable. I do you maybe all listeners won't know this, but do you use the silhouette or no? The silhouette uh, is only in desperate times. Okay, that's. A, I that's also a... got confused by the silhouette once before into thinking it was someone else, and then it screwed me over. So this. Mm. I do use a guide of the divisions because I don't remember the divisions. So I do cheat a little bit there. Okay. That's the, that's about the only guide I actually use too. Cause I, I know them. the conferences and I know all the conferences. I don't know these stupid divisions cause they don't really yeah. matter. So no, they don't, they don't matter, but yeah, that's, a, that's a fun game. Wow, I can't believe you play. I was all hyped up. I was like, I'm going to teach Matt about Purtle today. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But anyways, listeners, 
it is fun and share it with us if you do play because it is it's really cool and it's definitely a test of knowledge oh yeah because they're not just doing stars i mean some there was one a couple days ago i wasn't sure if he got minutes yeah i'm trying to think there yeah there's been a couple there's been a couple scrubs Oh, I there like, definitely are a lot of scrubs. I think it's like a random selection of the league. Yeah. Like they don't just pick big names. No, I like the satisfaction of getting it really fast, especially when it's on your favorite team. Like a couple days ago, it was Killian Hayes. Yeah, I got Killian Hayes. I was proud and to I, get him. I got that one very fast because I, you know, he's on my team, you know, like I, I know this guy. Today is a piston too. Sorry, spoiler. Oh, I guess this doesn't come out till tomorrow. So no spoilers because it'll already be over. But today's yeah. a piston too. And I had to use the silhouette because I couldn't, I didn't know he was on the pistons. Mm. But the oh, silhouette was a big giveaway. So don't use oh, that unless it? you feel like spoiling. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fun game. If you're listening, you should, you should give it a shot once or twice. Yeah. What do we want to get into? Want to talk? We have, I've got a talk, story for you. Some grading. Oh, right? Grading. We, we got yeah. a lot on the grading subject today. Various topics grading related. Yeah, this is something about last week's episode reminded me of this. But who was the first company that you ever graded with? Beckett. It was Beckett? Okay. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Back in right, 2016. Okay. Yeah, so this, for me, is like 2013, probably. Oh, wow. So I'm pretty young. And it's my brother, my two neighbors, and I. We put all our cards together, and we're like, we're going to send out a grading sub, you know? As one does. And and so we we're looking online grading, right? Beckett is like 15 bucks a card. <laughs> PSA is like seven dollars a card. And then we're, we print off the PSA form. Then on Google, it pops up GMA two dollars no. a card. No, two dollars a card. Absolute steal. So right away, we recycle that PSA form. No thing. <laughs> we do. We get all our cards ready for GMA. And I don't know. I feel like maybe not everybody started grading when they were like my age and had no experience with anything. But we sent GMA probably like a 20-card sub. And it cost, you know, $60, including shipping and everything, which that was a lot. And I remember just getting back like all like sixes to eights. And, and I, but like, they were like sixes to eights. Like one of my, one of my neighbors sent a Colin Kaepernick Jersey card that he had bet in half. (laughs) And he just just wanted it slapped and it got like a two. And I, I mean, I should ask him if he still has it. I would love to own that card if he still has it. In the <laughs> but yeah, I was just thinking about that. And man, PSA, PSA, GMA, real fast. 
and GMA. Yeah, those were the good days, though. I think we got, yeah, maybe like one or two tens out of like 30 cards. And I remember those tens, we thought they were worth so much. The GMA 10. Yeah, it doesn't get any more elite than that. The dude in his basement grading yeah. those GMA 10s. Yep. That's yeah, that's hilarious. Sitting at my computer and being like, no, guys, we can't pay $7 a card. Like, look what I just found for $2 a card. And being so hyped up about it. But if you find that GMA 2, God will let us know. Yeah, that I, I would love to get that one for the PC. Subbed a card that he had bent in half. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you just... You didn't, we didn't have any cases, you know? Like, why would you spend $3 on cases when you can buy, like, a jersey card for $3, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. There was no need. You just have them all in the stack. Yep. Yeah, or or pages if you're, you know, got some, maybe spender. some pages for your birthday or something. Or, yeah. You know, maybe a Valentine's Day gift from your mom. You get some pages or something. <laughs> Yeah, you know that that's that, that was that was a good gift. I used to have that uh, the one that you used to buy at Target or the grocery store, the card guard, and it was like a little binder that came with Ultra Pro sleeves in it. But then somewhere around 2013, they started to get cheap, and the sleeves were not Ultra Pro sleeves anymore. Oh, uh, and they were they were not very nice. Yeah, but yeah, you know right. what I should have been doing was just subbing them all to GMA. Yeah, exactly. At that point, two dollars yeah. stacking those slabs. Yeah, the other thing that I used to I remember was whether or not this is when we got a little more expensive cars and we were buying the magnet cases. You know, whoa, and it would make or break a deal if whether or not the mag was included or not <laughs> like you you would have to negotiate that into the deal and yeah we would like fight over that like we would we would come to a deal like three cards for one card and then we'd just fight about whether or not like the magnet was included and then sometimes like deals would just fall <laughs> i know on ebay i used to sell cards that were like I used to be like buying cards that were like $10 and I'm like, is the magnetic in the picture included? And they would be like, no. And I'd be like, okay, deals off. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to offer then if I don't get the mag. Yeah. You know, I don't, this might still bother you and it honestly still bothers me, but you ever notice when people touch the Jersey piece on cards what do you mean? People do that. I've done that. Yeah. So when I was. What's wrong with that? Oh, that is like my pet peeve. I don't oh, know. What? Like, what if you have like something on your fingers and then it gets on the jersey piece? Well, I, I like to think of myself as a clean guy. Yeah. But like, what if like, or what if, you know, I don't know. Was you're like a Cheeto. And then like, I... what if your hand's like a little sweaty and it just like, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> when I was younger, like we thought 
that touching the jersey piece like completely like devalued it <laughs> and so i remember this guy I, I had a patch and i brought it to the show and a guy asked if he could look at it i don't know if he was like trying to grade it or what and he takes it out and he like touched the patch and you're like wow like, i was so mad because i was like dude you literally just ruined my car <laughs> and I, th- I think he ended up buying it. So I wasn't like super mad, but I was like, dude, you just completely devalued a car that wasn't even yours. Like, and I was so, fr- like 12 year old me was just so mad. That's but, an interesting take about the touching of the patch. Yeah. Dude, it's so- I would, I would touch the patch on any card. Yeah. that's The wild. only thing you got to be careful about is that you don't want to chip the, uh, the frame of the patch so a big patch is preferable but sometimes you want to see what the patch feels like i don't know this is like really weird card nerd related things but uh like you like the listeners all are card nerds at least maybe some of them are they could i they understand they understand the life like you like my lebron eternal patch like you You cannot touch that touch that you you no didn't touch it why wouldn't you why wouldn't you weren't you curious no there was not one point where that ever crossed my mind you mean the booklet you mean the booklet that too i would never do that the booklet's such a large window there's not even a chance of chipping the window there's a very large landing area yeah, I would never do that. Not in like a million years. Like, I it don't would never cross my mind. Well, good thing you told like if, me this before you showed me that card. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> we could have had a problem on our hands. Yeah, like it it makes me cringe every time I see people do it. And like not for really good reason, I guess. But it's just I don't know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get caught dead touching a patch, but <laughs> to each their own, I guess. Wait, are you telling me when you were little? So when you were little, you didn't touch it. When I was little, I used to touch the patch all the time. I was like, game worn and would like poke and like be like, wow. (laughs) And and that's why I didn't keep them in a big case. Because the whole point was that you touched the patch. No, I did it like once. And then I sold the card and then I felt (laughs) guilty because I didn't tell the guy that I had touched the patch. I don't know. I don't know about this. I think you are in the minority on this. I think there are a lot of patch touchers out there. I'm I'm team patch toucher. I don't know. That's just wrong. (laughs) I think there are people that do. Now people really need to tell us what they do. Please send the DMs to either of our personals. Maybe, you know, if you're scared of judgment, you know, you just send it to one of us, you know, the one that you're aligned with. Yeah, or you know, you send it to the pod. Maybe we can get a little tally or something next week. I am convinced that I am the majority by a lot. I think there are a lot of I. If my Crosby RPA was not in a slab, I would have touched the patch already. Yeah, that's just out of bounds to me. (laughs) Like that's just ah, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, Uh, not for me. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways, we that was a very impassioned argument. We got off in the weeds a little bit. <laughs> I was going to tell you about the SGC sub that I just got back. No patches. No patch. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, a patchless I, sub. 
How, yeah, how, how did you do? I don't even remember what you put in there. So I had two McDonald's Sydney Crosby rookies. Oh, I don't think you told me about those. What, what oh, are those? okay. I don't think I, it, it's, I'll look, I'll look it up and McDonald's, you look up 2005 McDonald's Crosby and you'll find them. Is this like what a Happy Meal insert or something? Yeah, I I, I believe it may be a Happy Meal insert. There are oh, a lot of them. Is, that card is cool. I know. I have two of them, and it, I always isn't it a cool card for Happy Meal? Oh, I thought it was going to be like super tacky. And stuff. No, it's like a rainbow foil card. That's actually they sell for nice. like fifteen to thirty dollars in raw yeah. condition. And and PSA nine just did eighty bucks, and I got two nine fives from SGC. I thought they were sure thing tens, which was sad. Honestly, maybe I'll sub one to uh, PSA later. Like I'll crack it and sub to PSA just to get a PSA ten, because it's like a three hundred dollar card in a PSA ten. Uh, the McDonald's, but. I have two of those. I'm going to probably sell one and I will definitely keep one because I, I, I do want them. Yeah, that's but, actually a pretty cool card. Yeah, so I got two of those. I have a nine and both got nine fives, which was like a half. So for all you out there keeping score of how I did compared to what I thought, those I thought were tens. I felt solid 10 and I got nine fives. So half lower than expected there. Then we got David Ortiz rookie auto, his only rookie auto, and it was not the base. It was the out of a thousand, the Millennium Marks. I actually already have one. You might have to look that one up. It's green. It's 1997 Donruss signature series Millennium Marks auto. I don't know what they go for now, but I I, I have one in my PC. And I bought one recently. Yeah. I do not like Ortiz in the Twins uniform. I want the Platinum Medallion from 1998 because I've decided that the 1997 Platinum Medallion uh, is impossible because it's like $6,000. So the 1998 Platinum Medallion out of 96, I think it is, or out of 98 or something, is extremely appealing. And I do want it. Some yeah, you can... You can do a lot better with six grand than than the than rookie that. platinum medallion Ortiz. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to spend the six grand on that. But and then I also had a 1998 Ortiz signature series auto, which got an eight five as well. About what I expected. One of them slabbed up. So okay with both of those. Those were both as expected. Honestly, the signature series that got an eight five. A little above average. And then the last card was a is it 1964 mantle, maybe? And I, I, I can't remember what year. Uh, this is uh shame on me. Yeah, 1964 mantle, SGC three. What were you expecting on that? Is that pretty good? I was expecting like a two. So three, oh. I would say is pretty good. Yeah. I was I was pretty happy. I thought it was a good you haul. Said, you said what? 64? 64 Mantle, SGC3. 
Maybe like 200 bucks. Oh. Yeah, that's a neat looking card. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. The tops. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'll probably sell that. But How'd you find I, that one? Uh, I, I got them on IG. Okay. Yeah, it looks like the last three went for 240 on bids. That's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. SGC, I liked. I felt very good grading a vintage card with them too, because I think the prices they command on low grade vintage are pretty strong. Yeah, I've I've seen some pretty some pretty strong SGC comps lately on, on is- low grade low grade vintage. SGC is a steal because all that the number is doing to me is giving you a ballpark of where it is from an eye appeal yeah. standpoint. And I think four and below is eye appeal driven, but the grade is giving you a ballpark of the price. And I think that in a four or less in vintage PSA and SGC are operating pretty darn similar in terms of yeah. what I think they would command. And when you're talking about one, two, $300 cards, the fact that SGC is 25 and PSA is 50 matters. And I think SGC right. is the steal for grading that stuff. Yeah, that's what I think when when prices went up, I think that's what everybody was kind of expecting SGC to be is like that cheaper option that doesn't necessarily work for everything. But you can definitely find your cards that SGC makes a lot of sense. That said, I have not subbed with them in a very long time. I've been keep I sent out my PSA sub today, though. So first time in over a year I've sent to PSA. I'll be living that life, getting that. You know, I still have a scary uh, PSA sub out from December 2020 uh, that I do not want back. Or January 2021, maybe it is. So it's been gone over 12 months. Oh, yeah. I still have like 10 of those. So you don't have to. Nash can keep that. I mean, it's like 250 bucks in grading fees. I think there might be enough in there to potentially recoup the $250. Like, so it might... It might be a break-even venture. Uh, when you not considering, you know, how much I had those cards, I paid to get those cards, but whether I'll be losing money at the time they return, I think it might be cash flow positive. We'll see though. But it's it might not be. It it could be pretty bad. Yeah. Do we look it up? Yeah, it, I I know for a fact I have some rough ones at PSA right now. You have some rough ones? Well, okay. Here, I'll get you what I've got out in this sub. There's there's some some questionable. My one that just went out was a PSA economy, eight cards. Cheapest card in there was like a hundred dollars. Okay. So that was a pretty solid sub. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Uh scary. $219, 10 cards. Wow, it was only 22 bucks a card. Thank goodness. Um, I have five Panini World Cup Landon Donovans, a Bowman Chrome non-rookie, just or just a Bowman, a Bowman Chrome. I, oh, no, it is a rookie. A Bowman Chrome rookie of Cody Bellinger. 
a hmm. Topps Chrome rookie of Corey Seager, a paper rookie of Corey Seager, a paper Manny Machado rookie, and a this is the cash cow, a 2015 Bowman Chrome first refractor of Walker Bueller. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's the big one. Yeah, you're going to be rolling in money. Yeah, those Landon Donovans. Uh, and there, those Landon Donovans are also not guaranteed tens. They're probably nines. So those are uh, the money eater. Yeah. Well, I just looked at one of mine. One of my subs. You know, I'm looking through it. It's got some decent stuff. You know, we got like four numbered Soto prisms. And then we got a couple trout, like 2012 prism base. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, that's not then, terrible. How about 10? No, 10. not quantity. You don't want quantity of bad ones. It's scary. Oh, it's like the Landon Donovan's. 10. Seku Doomboya. No. Prisms. That is going to be 10 Seku Prisms. I bet you a Seku Prism PSA 10 is probably $5. Uh, they, a Prism base. Uh, you were a little optimistic, maybe. They go oh. for the last comps are $325. 650, 750. A hyper PSA 10 did four dollars. <laughs> yeah, see that might that <laughs> is gonna be tough. Five. Like at that point, like what's the difference between a nine and a ten? Like nothing. I don't know. Here, I don't the nine might be a dollar. I don't I don't know. Here, oh a PSA nine, two dollars, four dollars. A PSA 9 silver was $7. Honestly, that seems like a pretty good sale. That seems like a strong sale to me. A 4, 4.77. A green PSA 9 did $6. Yeah, that's that's great. You got Can't 10 of those to look forward to. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I don't even have one. I have 10. You could so. get a PSA 8 in there. I mean, I'll probably just... How are you going to get rid of them? (laughs) I don't know. They're not that easy to unload. I don't think getting $5 for them is easy. I think you have to work to get the $5. Yeah, what I'll probably end up doing is just listing them as a lot on eBay, regardless of grades, for auctions starting at $0.99. And if I get... 10 bucks for five tens and five nines is what it is. I mean, it's not unless Seku just resurrects from the, the G League. I don't I don't know what there's not much upside. That's the thing. The upside no, he's, is very he's on the way to out of the league. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a I don't think there's a bump coming anytime soon. I would love to know the pop on that card though. Oh, here. I, I bet I can find it on Card Ladder. Here, we'll look it up. We'll see what we find. That's I bet you there's a lot of people that made that mistake. Oh, okay. The Prism Seiku is listed on Card Ladder as a value of $5.44. It is pop 5096 Oh, yeah. I'm not alone. I'm not even close to it. 
Uh, yeah. Since, since the start of February, there have been 500 to come back from grading since the start of February. Yeah, we might have to get a Seiku support group going or something. I don't know. They're out there. The Seiku bag holders, are, they're out there, Matt. Yeah. What wow. do you think the all-time that... high was before we move along? Oh, my gosh. I don't think it would be that high, to be honest. I'll go with, like, 55. 125. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it was steady at 85 for a while. And then the crash. I mean, that's probably when I subbed them. Yeah, now they're $5. Yeah, now they're <laughs> Rip. Yeah, that's Hopefully, well, uh, we won't dwell on the on the negative too too long. We want I we I was telling you about how when I'm mailing out this PSA sub about how I ensure that you what the po- pay the postal insurance and it's really expensive. And you were talking, you wanted to say something about collectibles insurance. So I say shoot. Yeah, we yeah we were talking a little bit about that. And personally, I do not have collectibles insurance. So for all those listening, but I do, I also don't really insure stuff when I ship it usually just because if it were to be lost, you're probably not going to get your money anyways, because the postal service is, makes that really tough. Um, they kind of give you the runaround, but I was considering purchasing collectibles insurance, or at least as like an option, because I've seen a lot of dealers have that and it seems like it's worthwhile, but maybe if a listener wants to has it and wants to tune in and explain it, I guess, let us know. Sometime. Yeah. I, would, I, I definitely don't know enough, but I know it's probably something I should be looking into. Yeah. it. I, I mean, it's a thing for a reason, right? So you'd think, you'd think that it would be worthwhile, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly how how it all works. I don't either. I guess it's just another cost, but it, if it can protect cards in transit, that would be huge. Because the, the amount I pay in insurance to USPS is uh, absurd on a yearly basis. Yeah, they steal I... a lot of them. What I shipped out today cost $40 to mail with insurance. Oh, wow that is a lot it had like yeah. two thousand dollars of insurance on it yeah i just this happened a little bit ago but i remember i a guy made a big purchase for me so i shipped it with insurance and after i got the package he was like oh you didn't need to insure that i have collectibles insurance oh he was like, well, if you ever make any deals in the future just don't insure it i was like oh nice so it must it must cover like inbound things too which which is nice because it benefits the seller too if you're buying that's huge i'm out a little bit yeah yeah that's really interesting i might need to look into that although i am less active in large cards these days i don't know i have a lot of stuff like smaller stuff right now and then i have my couple big items which i guess if you were to have if they were to be somehow lost, you would have an issue. But 
Right. I don't know. If you use like a, a giant safe or use like a safe deposit box at a bank, like those seem pretty foolproof to me. I guess it's just if you're moving stuff around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I it would yeah, I, I think it would be more for the stuff that gets shipped as opposed to like the PC stuff that just sits in a safe. The stuff getting shipped, uh, I would be interested in because yeah, especially if, if it's if I'm mailing things and like all I needed was like signature confirmation on the other end instead of insuring it the whole way, uh, I would save a boatload of money. Because I spend a fortune every year. I spend hundreds, hundreds every year in this. Yeah, it could be a a pretty good money saver. Yeah, interesting to think about. Yeah. Uh, Maybe move along here to one of the last topics of the day. And before we get to that, another shout out. Since the last episode, reception uh, of the pod has been insane. The last episode is one download behind the Shipsy episode and is the second most listens we've ever had on the pod for an episode. So thank you guys for supporting. Uh, March was a record month for us. April might literally double March, which is insane. Like we might literally double our downloads from March this month. And March was a record month. So huge growth this month and thank you for tuning in and yeah we appreciate some of you guys who shared us on your stories last week so if you're willing we appreciate it because it definitely helps us get the word out about the pod but yeah the final topic one is it too early to begin the preparation for the national slash the pittsburgh show which yours truly will be in attendance at yeah, that's we were talking about this a little bit before we got on. And I said, if I was going to the national, which I might be, I'm not sure yet, but if I was for sure going, I would already start selling and prepping a little bit. Because when you get real close to the national, and, and that's if you just want to take cash, if you want to tr- take stuff to trade, then yeah, do that. And I think taking stuff to trade is not a bad idea, actually. Because some dealers would actually almost prefer quality inventory over cash because they need that inventory. That's weird, though. Trade, which is which is weird, but... Because um, usually at the national, I feel like you can get people to pay over comps. So if you have a quality card and you're willing to sell it like 90%, they'll just buy it and then they'll sell it at like 110%. And then they'll mm-hmm. be fine. So, I mean, if someone cashed me out at 90%, I'd be happy. Yeah. So I think, I think bringing trade stuff can be worthwhile or stuff to sell. But if you were looking to just bring a big wad of cash, I would probably start that process now because as you get closer to the national comps start to dip on some stuff because so many people are trying to liquidate stuff, which is just something to think about. Have you actually, like, I know theoretically that makes sense. Have you actually ever seen that happen or has it happened to you? Yeah, I noticed it. Um, I noticed it last year with Mahomes, um, specifically Optic Hollow, rookie PSA 10. 
um, because I had one of those. And about maybe like a month before the national, they really dipped. And then two weeks, uh, maybe like a week before the national. So I think it probably dipped from three grand to like 2,300 or like 2,400 ish. Mm -hmm. And then a week before a national, there was like four comps in a row at like 6k because they were all shilled trying to get comps up for the national oh my god you know like there you there's some funny stuff that happens before the national so i think you just gotta it's better to be prepared than to like try to figure all that stuff out you know yeah that does sound intimidating it's a lot of work i am not going to the national and so I will not be having this experience, but getting the cash together definitely is hard. But the harder part is sitting on your wad of cash yeah, and not, and not deploying it uh, in the meantime is extremely hard. Yeah, we both struggle in that department. As Yeah, I, I don't sit on cash well. Yeah. I'm very bad at it. That's why I have to do these grading subs and you send them out. But then the, I am also good at selling. So like as soon as stuff comes in on eBay that day or on eBay the next day, if I want to move it, I am good at selling, but then I am also good at spending. So at least I can do both because if all I wanted, if I couldn't sell, I'd have a real problem on my hands. Yeah. It would not be yeah. a financially solvent uh, endeavor. <laughs> yeah. It'd be the trip to yeah. going broke. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't think I'm going to go to the National either just because it's in Atlantic City. If it was in Chicago, oh, I would I would be there. But does not appeal to me, really. So I, I would like to go. I just like Chicago so much because there's stuff to do outside of cards but i've heard atlantic city is very much uh you're either doing cards sitting in your hotel or at a casino and yes, there's no that's what there. it sounds like so i and casino has no appeal to me i take absolutely zero risks like that with my money like i yeah like losing money i never understand that how people can lose money and that's fun but each their own i just yeah it doesn't have appeal to me i would much rather go to chicago and then hit a cubs game after that does sound cool that does but sound fun i think next year it is in chicago so we might have to make the trip out out there i i would be much more willing to go to chicago than to than to atlantic city i have no desire to go to atlantic city i know a couple like back like a ways it used to be in cleveland which yes i went to the cleveland one and it was very um it was very good it was uh, honestly i would like cleveland Cle cleveland would be in my neck of the woods i would i wouldn't yeah. mind that but that is i don't know that is definitely interesting i'm trying to struggle with how to prepare for the pittsburgh show i don't know what i'm going to do i think i might do the shipsy road and just have like i don't know 500 to a thousand in cash plan on making no large plays and then like just have the money 
plus that one's close. I guess like if I need to, I could come back the next day with like a big card if I wanted to trade and be like, wait for me tomorrow. And yeah. Or I could go back, get it, return if I need to make a big deal, you know? Right. Yeah. That that is interesting. We might have to cover a little bit of show prep again or just talk about shows because, yeah, that Pittsburgh one will be your second show, really. So, yeah, you know, a- unless you count certain shows that only sell cards. Yeah, it's got to be over, over 10 tables to be a show. You don't count two tables? As no, that's a that's a just a get together or something. Well, what if? Well, what if it was in a hotel in a conference room? That doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it, yeah, that doesn't. That's a non. If you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. We. Pit, I wish I could make it to the Pittsburgh show. Won't be there. Um, I'll be at the Johnny Ford show in Grand Rapids, which should be really good. I have very high expectations for that. Little shout out to them. They are the first show that I've seen. They are making dealers price their cards, like have visible stickers on them. Really? Yeah, they're, they say they are. I I don't know how that's actually going to work, but that is very, very appealing to me. Yeah, I like the prices on the sticker too, just because it makes it easy to get a starting point. Yeah, and I, I hate asking about six cards at the same table, and then they're all way overpriced, and then I just have to walk away, and I just feel like I wasted their time, even though really they wasted mine, but I still feel <laughs> a little weird about it. Yeah, that's fair. Well, we de- good luck at that show. We definitely will have more coming up. I think maybe we wrap it here for this week. Yep. We're going to be next week back talking nfl draft uh because it will be timely our hopes and dreams for the nfl draft our fears perhaps and yeah we'll definitely be getting into that but i think that's going to be it for this week guys episode 28 thank you as always for listening and we hope you enjoyed this one and we will see you next time